Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of the Emma Gunn Show and a midweek bullet points episode. I am your host, Emma Gunn Wardner, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about sleep. And sleep is something we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast, but it's something I've been getting a lot of messages about recently. I previously had the brilliant Dr. Shelby Harris, who has a wonderful book all about how to troubleshoot sleep issues. But there has been chatter in my DMs and in the Facebook group for the show that the stress of lockdown, working from home, all of the things that are going on has really affected people's sleep, especially in this first couple of weeks of the new year. I've been getting a lot more messages about about that sort of feeling. I think we all thought that we'd start the new year and it would be a bit of a clean page and it hasn't been. And I know a lot of people have been finding it really challenging to come out of holiday mode, meaning that sort of Christmas mode where a lot of us were able to maybe take our foot off the gas when it came to work but then maybe haven't been able to kind of get the the gumption going and sleep has been one of the big inhibitors because our sleep is all over the place and it's been really hard to go to bed early, get up early or whatever you might need to do. Basically, it's been much, much harder than usual to get back to your old schedule. So I don't like to think of you, my most excellent listeners, tossing and turning, unable to get a good rest. And as someone who has previously struggled terribly with insomnia I wanted to share five tips that I think might be helpful if you are listening to this and you're thinking I know my sleep's not right even if it's just a little bit off it can really can really affect you so if your sleep isn't quite right here are some things that I think might be helpful to just get things back on track and before we get into tips though I just wanted to say I do feel as though sleep is the first thing to go when we experience any kind of stress For me, it's a really good barometer and it's just an indicator that I have a few more tabs open in my brain than I can adequately cope with. And that means that my thoughts begin whirring at three o'clock in the morning or my quality of sleep over the course of an entire evening just isn't good enough. And sometimes it can be just because I've got too much on my mind. And this leads me nicely into tip one. So if you are waking up worrying and then it becomes impossible to switch off, and go back to sleep or if you find it a struggle to get to sleep because you're thinking of all the things that are on your plate essentially then making a list of all of them making a list of everything that's on your mind before you go to bed might help it's been proven I've spoken to several sleep therapists and sleep experts who've said that just the act of making a list of all the things that you're on your mind can take the magnitude out of them so these things that seem really big because you attach all the other things to it like oh I've got to do my taxes for example and if you write down I've got to do my taxes it means I've got to speak to my accountant I get really stressed when I speak to my accountant oh will he have time for me all of those things actually making a list kind of gets rid of a lot of that chatter and just makes them feel much more doable and is also really good the next morning right that's my to-do list they worried me yesterday they're on my mind I'm going to do something today to make sure that that's not worrying me tomorrow 
And it's also been proven that a few minutes of mindfulness can take the edge off and make it much, much easier to fall asleep. So if you get into bed, you're wide awake and you're like, well, now what? Actually, um, whether you use an app, whether you use a, a prompt of some sort, a YouTube video, just counting your breath and just slowing down your breathing, a bit of mindfulness, whether it's guided or not, can really, really make all that difference to just getting your mind and body out of that. I'm awake mode to, ah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, sleep does seem like a good idea. But this is also one, the idea of writing down your worries, the idea of organizing your worries into something that you can then work through methodically and logically. This is also where you can take a little bit of a run up. I wouldn't be doing it. I'm not talking about making a list in bed, but if you are lying awake thinking about paperwork, finances, or feel as though everything's constantly disorganized, then actually allotting some time in the day to do filing, to file things properly, to get on top of your admin, or just create an organized environment where you know where everything is, that can have a really positive knock-on effect of softening those concerns when you're trying to get to sleep. So, okay, I know this might make me sound a bit weird, but you know, if you're a long-time listener, you'll be no stranger to that. But I leave my office every night, but only and my office being my second bedroom. But um, I leave my office every night, but only once I've made sure everything is tidy. So I organize my desk. So I've got my record, I'm obviously recording right now. So I've got all my recording equipment out. I've got my wires everywhere. I make sure that they're nicely, neatly wound up and put back in the drawer where they are. I put the recording device back at 90 degree angle on my desk. And when I leave at the end of the evening, I either use my carpet brush to like cleat to rake through the carpet or I just vacuum the carpet and anything I've taken out or used during the day I put it back to how I would have it if I had guests coming over the next morning and mentally it ends my working day really neatly but the payoff is that the next day I am always and I mean always delighted to walk to set foot back in my office it feels like oh this is a this is a place where I'm going to do really good work today and I know I said you know make it presentable as if someone else was coming around to see it but I'm seeing it and it's important that I have that feeling and that genuinely when I wake up in the morning I don't think, oh, God, God, work in the office today. I'm actually really excited to get into the office. So that has definitely been one of the things that I have started to incorporate in the last couple of years that makes all the difference. The second tip is this one might sound really obvious, but it's don't nap. And maybe it sounds really obvious for me because I've been working from home for eight years and so I've learned the hard way. But if you're working from home for the first time, or maybe for the third time if you're in the UK and you're on your third lockdown. But if you are now have been working from home for a substantial amount of time since we went into our various stages of restriction around the world, then it's definitely tempting to have a quick snooze when you'd normally pep yourself up with a coffee or a sneaky chat with a colleague um, in the canteen or out for a quick walk, whatever. But while we're living and working in the same space, it's easy for our energy to drop and to think 15 minutes won't hurt. And obviously no one's going to see, no one's going to see you have a quick nap. Who cares? But unless you're a great napper and there are some effective ways to make napping efficient and actually work for you, but let's revisit those in another time on another episode, then give napping a real miss. So like I said, I've been working from home now for nearly eight years and napping is a very, very easy trap to fall into. Trust me, I've done it so, so many times. But now I make myself go outside and walk around the block. The truth is, 
that my body's saying, oh, we need to sleep or oh, wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? But the truth is, the thing that's going to serve me better, brain and body, is a stretch, probably getting some fresh air or just moving around because I've been sitting at my desk for hours on end. My, my heart rate's probably slowed down. And that's why my body's like, oh, we haven't done much moving. Let's go to sleep now. Moving around for a bit, even if it's just in another room, even a bit of yoga will actually support a better night's sleep and will likely likely give you a burst of energy. So if you get that, like I do, that three o'clock lull where you think, oh, honestly, I could just... I could kick off my shoes now and I could just go and put my feet up on the sofa and just have a quick nap. No, I find that if I walk around the block, I come back and where I think I was almost ready to finish my day, I've definitely got another few hours in me. And it's extraordinary how many good ideas pop into your head when you're out for a walk or you're in a downward dog. Come on, who else has been there where you've been at your desk all day? You've been working, you're thinking, well, I've got to, I've got to have an idea for this or I've got to do this. And you're trying to troubleshoot something and you're at your desk and you're in work mode. It looks like you're working really hard. You get up, have a cup of tea or take a walk around the block and pops into your head. That's me clicking my fingers, by the way. The idea pops into your head. So a little bit of movement not only makes the body feel good, but can sometimes just be the little bit of the release that the brain needs in the way that when you're thinking of a word and you think really, really hard. And then the second you stop thinking about it, it pops into your mouth, that kind of thing. The third thing make a nest. And I don't mean literally, obviously, but just make your bed the most comfortable place you spend time so that it's an environment that lends itself to sleep. And this is really important if your sleep begins to go out of, out of whack. This isn't just about having nice bed sheets, but about the lighting in the room, the temperature. I know it might sound nuts, especially right now because we're in the depths of winter, but I open my window for about five to 10 minutes before I get into bed because I love the air in the room being being a little bit chilly so that when I'm under the covers I can feel all nice and cozy and I usually fall asleep listening to a podcast on a very very low volume and I use an eye mask so I've got myself sort of propped in with uh, quite a few pillows but you know how, how many pillows is your own thing but I sort of have myself nicely packed in with some pillows I put an eye mask on and I have a podcast playing and I spritz my bed liberally with some really nice sleep spray. So I use the one from Aroma Active. I use the one from This Works. I love the one from The Sanctuary. I always put the podcast on auto turn off so that it'll finish at the end of uh, the episode that I'm listening to. And it's rare. It's really rare that I hear more than 10 minutes of a show. So that really works for me. So that is just a nice scent in the bed opening the window for five to 10 minutes so it's nice and cool, making sure that my bed is really comfortable, that I've got light blocked out and I've just got something quiet and gentle to listen to um, that will help me get to sleep. Um, And you can support this in the morning as well, actually, by getting up and out of bed with your alarm. Too much time spent lingering under the covers although it does feel like an indulgent treat and it should be an indulgent treat every now and again. It's actually not the best way to spend the time in bed, at least not if it becomes a habit as the bed becomes a place for sort of dawdling and scrolling on your phone and thinking and just sort of staring at the ceiling rather than sleeping. So it's sort of making it a really comfortable place, but also having your boundaries. Like it's where I'm going to sleep. It's going to be really comfortable. It's going to be really lovely. But also when I'm done with it, I'm done with it. Get up and out of your bed with your alarm. The fourth thing, Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's to create a sleep schedule. And be honest, have you ever actually scheduled your sleep? Because when I was thinking about this, I thought... I don't think I've ever really thought about it in the way that I've scheduled other things. So you know the way that you'll put aside an hour to catch up on a TV drama you recorded or stream an episode or two of that new series after you've eaten. You might slot in plenty of activities into your day, but have you ever done the same with sleep? And it can go a long way to improving the quality of the sleep that you actually have. So I know I've said this before on the podcast, and it was something that I really learned during 26 Habits when I did the early mornings. So But by having a set time when you wake up and a set time when you go to bed, our bodies, who are creatures of habit, they absolutely love it. And trust me, if you, on a Monday, if you say, right, I'm going to get out of bed at this time and I'm going to go to bed at this time every single day for the whole week, by day four, your body will be getting the message and it'll be waking you up and making you go to sleep at around the same time every day. And if you make sure that there's not too much wiggle room, maybe no more than an hour either side on weekends, then that will be something really, really easy to get set up as your body's natural sleep cycle. And that's just the simple act of scheduling your sleep and just thinking, right, I want eight hours. So I'm going to get into bed at 10 and I'm going to get up at six. That's how it's going to work. That's it. And your body will respond. So if you're currently going to bed a little later than you would normally, because, and I've done a straw poll of my mates, pretty much everyone is sleeping a lot later and getting up a lot later than they would if they were commuting or going to the office or what have you. And you want to try and get back into your old schedule but you still can't find, you're still finding it very difficult to fall asleep, then try this. If you get into bed and you're not feeling even in the slightest bit sleepy after 20 minutes, then get up, get out of bed and do something relaxing. So do something, do some gentle yoga. So I mean, by gentle yoga, I mean a child's pose or a forward fold, something that you can do, get on the floor next to the bed, just do a child's pose, do some deep breathing, forward fold, and then get back into bed. And you guessed it, give it another 20 minutes, see how you get on and repeat until you fall asleep. It might sound counterintuitive to get up, but I learned this from a sleep expert ages ago. But if you're wide awake, in bed, not sleeping, it's better to get up and move around for a few minutes than continue lying awake, staring at the ceiling, wondering while you're still awake. So the final tip, tip five, think about what and when you eat. Now, regular listeners will know that I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting for the benefits I feel I get from it for my digestive health and the quality of my sleep. So I eat between 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. And the rest of the time I fast. And it's absolutely the the single most significant thing in terms of the difference, the positive difference it makes to how I feel, not just about sleep, but overall. Eating late can make you feel tired but that doesn't necessarily mean you'll, get, mean you'll get a good quality sleep. Like who hasn't had a big roast on a Sunday and then had a really good afternoon nap? It's not 
that doesn't ensure a really good quality sleep. It just means that your digestive system is so busy digesting all of that food that it needs to shut shut you down for a while so it can get on with it. Going, going to bed too hungry or too full won't actually help you have a good night's sleep. And also consider what you do consume. So just to say about that, I find that by having my last meal by 8 p.m., I have sl- I sleep a lot, lot better. A lot, lot better because I've had a couple of hours to digest my dinner. So also, in and amongst that, consider what you consume. So it's obvious, right? Caffeine is a stimulant. So you wouldn't really want to have coffee before bed because it might keep you awake. I learned that lesson the hard way. Oh gosh, it's such a long time ago now when I was last out with a friend, not last out with a friend, but out with a friend over a year ago now. And we decided to drink espresso martinis. I did not sleep (laughs) that night because we had about six, but that was a lot. That's a whole other story. But um, caffeine is a stimulant and obviously not the greatest idea to have it before bed, but everybody does metabolize it differently. So for some of us having a mid-afternoon coffee might still linger when we're trying to sleep later on in the evening, but for others it will be absolutely fine. So if you are someone who likes coffee, but your sleep's out of whack, just have a look at how how much you're having and when you're having it and see if making a couple of tweaks to that, maybe having it slightly earlier in the day or not having your afternoon coffee makes any of the difference, makes a difference in how you sleep. Just noting and just observing that could be the thing that's standing between you and having a nice, solid, calm night's sleep. The other thing is alcohol. If you're someone who has a glass of wine in the evening to take an edge off and it makes you feel all nice and sleepy and cosy when it comes time to go to bed, then just take a note of how it makes you feel during the night if you've had alcohol. Because actually, a glass of wine or two can cause sleep disruption into your sleep cycle. So it means that it might wake you up and your sleep cycle might go off the rails again because if you're someone who wakes up at two o'clock, can't sleep then for a little while, then goes to sleep maybe at four o'clock in the morning, then when you want to wake up, your body's like, no, we're in the deep sleep, but now stop it. And you're more likely to sleep in. So it's all of these things that you can just make little tweaks, just make a note, right? I like having my red wine in the evening, but actually is that making my quality of my sleep in the middle of the night poor, which is making it harder for me to get up? All of these little things, just little tweaks can make all the difference. And like I said at the top of the show, I know that so many of you have been talking about the added stress that we're all going through right now and how it has been affecting a lot of people's sleep and how working from home has compounded that because there's no need to get up in the morning. And I definitely felt like over Christmas, I got onto a bit more. Over Christmas, I got the closest I think I've ever I've ever gotten to being a student again in terms of when I was waking up and when I was going to sleep because I wasn't going anywhere, wasn't seeing anyone. So it was uh, permissible over Christmas when, you know, we're on technically on holiday to get up a little bit later and to stay up a little bit later, but that isn't serving me. And I know from the messages that I've been receiving, it's not serving you either because we're all trying to get our jobs done, whether it's our jobs, whether it's homeschooling, whether it's our jobs and homeschooling. A lot of us Many of us have so much on our plate right now. And the last thing we need is disrupted sleep because sleep is going to be something that's going to support all of us and make us feel better, both mentally and physically. So if you are struggling or if you would just like to improve the quality of your sleep, then please, I hope that one of or all of those tips have been helpful and that after listening to this show, you get a slightly or hopefully, not a slightly, what am I saying? You get a much better quality sleep. You get a much better night's sleep. 
Here's wishing you good sleep. Thank you so much for listening. Obviously, a lot of this came out of the Facebook group, so please don't be shy about joining. Head to the link in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode, and click the link to join. Please answer the questions and please agree to the forum rules, otherwise I can't let you in. But when you are let in, there are thousands of us in there talking about everything from sleep to... Oh, we're having, what else have we been talking about? How to connect with friends online, how to make new friends online. There's been a lot going on in there at the moment, actually. So please do come and join. Thank you to everyone, actually, if you're listening, who's been posting in the group, because we've had lots of really interesting chatter in there recently. Um, you can also DM me on Instagram and Twitter, where I'm at Emma Guns, and you can email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. And you know what I say, and you know what I mean. I love hearing from you, so please don't be shy. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one.